0: Hey, Liz, it's Leanne. I'm calling. It's a special, <laughs> special Mother's Day Satellite Sisters, Mama. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking so much about Mother's Day this week because you obviously it's this coming Sunday, but you can see all week people are posting special things on their Facebook pages, in Twitter. And I noticed that you changed your profile photo to a beautiful photo of the sisters together with mom at a big event in New York. I know. I, I don't know why. Well, you're right. I'm getting nostalgic and missing mom. It is Mother's Day. We lost our mom four years ago. And and I know a lot of you have been through similar circumstances. So Mother's Day becomes a bittersweet holiday. But um, it was also our mom's birthday, May 13th. So all those things just kind of had me thinking about her. And I was sort of scrolling through my Facebook profile photos and there was this great photo of all five of us uh, at the Gracie's in New York in 2008 with our mom in the middle and she was what 81 uh, that that year and she looks great she's holding the Gracie Awards we're literally on the red carpet we decided in 2008 just to go for it we won a big award there so everyone showed up and mom was there and she had never been to the Gracie's before and so I, I put that up and you know as several people on Facebook mentioned it was a good year for all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's a hair, makeup, wardrobe involved. Yes. So, those three yes. elements that, but yeah, I think we were all we were all having a particularly good year. So that's nice when you cuz that that's hard when there are five of you. Right. You know, sometimes a couple of people having a good year, a couple of people having a rocky year and it shows in the photos. But but this mom's a having year. a great year. At eighty-one, she looks absolutely fantastic in that photo. Yes. I thought sure. so. Uh, so I wanted to do that to honor her. But you do see that on Facebook. Lots of people posting photos of their moms, and it's just very sweet. I, I you know, I know people say Mother's Day is a Hallmark holiday, but it's not really. It's a nice day. <laughs> well, I, I, it's day. obviously well earned. Uh I am not a mother, but I know lots of mothers and I had a mother. Uh so I appreciate the job. What do you have specific Mother's Day plans for Sunday or do you do, do you leave it to your son and your boys to figure something out? Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh that does not <laughs> I know that has not particularly worked well in the past. It has not, Liz. And I I don't get the sense this year is mounting up to a big tribute to Leon year. Um, Yeah, one of my sons is still at college. So uh, I have very little hopes that there will be a card in the mail. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for some text, Liz. There was a plan afoot to go away for the weekend, but that's been dashed. So we'll see. Uh, We'll we'll Uh see. I, I usually do get a card from the dog. And that's super nice. <laughs> so. That's why people have dogs. It is yeah. why people have dogs. Dogs don't, dogs don't forget. Nope. They don't <laughs> let you down. You know, you can't expect that much from the dog. So a card is really nice. <laughs>
1: so.
0: And then in past years, I as I recall, you've like gone out for a massage or something like that. Some, you know, be nice to Liam thing. You just organized yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I usually, <laughs> that's right. I'm one of those mothers that enjoy spending mother's day away from her children. Um <laughs> yeah. No, we usually do some family thing together. But this year, you know, for the first time, my younger son is in college. He's not around. And I don't know what's up with my older son. I give, try yeah. to give him a lot of freedom. So we'll see. I'm sure yeah. it'll be a lovely day. i so sure something will get organized at the last minute. I, I, do, well, I did have to institute rules in past years. Like, I want whatever it is before noon. <laughs> I don't... Mother's Day dinner is not a thing. So that's that is just a sign that people have not gotten their act together until three in the afternoon on Mother's Day. Like so I if something's going to happen, it's got to happen before noon. That's that's what I like. You know, yeah. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why our sponsor, StoryWorth, which we're going to talk about later on, is like the perfect for (laughs) the people that wake up Mother's Day morning and have done nothing. We have the ideal, the <laughs> ideal gift for you. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier that our mother's birthday was May thirteenth, and so that it was always right on or around Mother's Day, and she has an identical, had an identical twin sister, Eleanor, obviously with the identical birthday. So we would have when we were kids, as you recall, this kind of quadruple holiday because we had the double Mother's Day slash doubles, double birthday all together. And our mother had eight children, uh, us five satellite sisters and our three brothers and her uh, twin Eleanor had nine children. So we would have these giant Mother's Day events, Mother's Day, birthday, the 17 children, the twin mothers. We just really made a spectacle of ourselves on Mother's Day. (laughs) <laughs> I, I recall a lot of trips to Steak and Brew on Mother's Day. Didn't we used to go eat there a lot? Again, when you're 17 kids, no one wants you. Like, no. you walk into no. a restaurant, you, they barely even let you make a reservation. So yeah. I think Steak and Brew uh, in, in Fairfield, Connecticut, was the only place that would let us in. But they had one of those all-you-can-eat salad bars, which was yeah. really a new, fresh idea in it, the 70s. It was very, very fresh. <laughs> Yeah. And again, growing up in our households, the the sort of all you can eat, help yourself was never allowed. That was never something that would have been encouraged or allowed. So. So, yeah, we would just ravage these salad bars and uh, and never get invited back to uh, (laughs) to steak and brew, to steak and brew. There were some there were some outdoor parties and things, too. It was just like it was super festive. Uh, maybe not, maybe not for mom and aunt Eleanor. Maybe they were doing all the work, thinking back on it now. Who organized all of that? Not dad, right? I, so. Yeah, probably not. Right. You're you're right. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing about being a mother, Liz. I guess it all kind of comes down to you no matter what. So, yeah. All right. But they were good times for us. <laughs> yeah. I liked it as mom got older. She just said, you can stop celebrating my birthday. You mother's, yeah. we just oh, go right. with Mother's Day like that you know after a certain age she said let's just focus on mother's day i kind of like that idea i i get that i get that uh, it works if your birthday's in may but you know right. your birthday's in february so you're not going to be able to pull that off well i kind of say i'll just go with valentine's day i can see at some point it's my birthday's close enough to valentine's day like hit one that's what i said to my sons this year when they i got neither a valentine's card or a birthday card i was like one just one of those is all you need you can double down on Happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday. Same card. <laughs> just give it a whirl. Give it a try. Yeah. It. Well, you know, they're just once this again. generation. They're not really into stamps like that. Yeah. Really? I know. Well, that's so when you do get a card, it's going above and beyond. Right. Right. It's really an extra effort. It's an extra effort. But uh, we decided to do a special Mother's Day show. We'd like to honor all the mothers out there, the stepmothers, all the aunts who are a big part of kids' lives. Uh, it's always been a big day at Satellite Sisters, and we're happy to be able to bring you an extra show this week. And um, we are trying, we are attempting uh, to, to publish the um, live audio from our mm-hmm. Santa Monica Public Library event. Now, mm-hmm. Liz, it's not perfect audio. But it's- no, so that's why we wanted to provide a little bit of a warning. Yeah. It's the audio that we are extracting from the Facebook Live uh, broadcast, I guess is the word for that, what that was. Right. Which was essentially just an iPad um, in the audience. Yes. So there was no special audio feed or anything. So just... Be patient, crank up your iPods a little, and I think you'll be able to hear it fine. Um, But the day was really special for us at Satellite Sisters, mainly because we do have a tradition of sort of attracting whole families. And that was really great, wasn't it, Liz? Really great, yes. People brought their sisters, they brought their nieces, they brought their mothers and their grandmothers, their mothers-in-law. There was kind of a a special feeling that day in the audience at uh, the the Satellite Sisters Ask Us Anything event in Santa Monica. I loved it. I loved it it. Was a, it yeah. was a good day to relive, actually. I like listening to the audio again. Even, even, even if it's not perfect audio, it's perfect to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that the super fans will, will enjoy, we'll be fine with the audio quality.
1: <laughs> um,
0: the, the show starts with our former executive producer, Corny Cole. So you can explain who Corny is, but first, I also want to thank her mother, Emmy Cole, who was in the audience. As long as we're doing a Mother's Day shout out, Emmy was part of our crew for this event. We needed someone to handle the raffle getting people to write their names and their email addresses on cards and put them in the fishbowl for the drawing. Yes. And Emmy Cole volunteered to do all of the work involved with that. So, you know, she's another great mom that we know who's just always been super supportive of Satellite Sisters. Right. In fact, after the event, Julie said, oh, my gosh, I felt so bad. I was like ordering Emmy Cole around. <laughs> <laughs> like, go out there and get those names on these pieces of paper for the raffle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was kind of, yes, you were kind of abrupt with Emmy (laughs) calls. And again, names in a fishbowl is not... (laughs) But, you know, kind of sometimes when we get together, we all we all like to order each other around. And so but we really shouldn't order other people's mothers around. So, I oh, yeah. oh, so mean, here's a little behind the scenes insight. So the whole point of getting people's uh, names and email addresses on those cards was that you and I have been talking for like five years that we need to reinstitute our email newsletter, which yeah. means we need an email list, which at some point we had a really good one. A fantastic and- list. We had a fantastic yeah. list. And it's, and it's gone now. So that's why I thought, well, if Emmy could get people's emails, this would be the birth of the new mailing list, Leanne. <laughs> that was the thought process. So right now, I, I should take a photo of this. You would appreciate this. Yeah. The fishbowl with all of the cards in it is still sitting on my dining room table. It's all there. We have all of the raw material for the birth of a new mailing list <laughs> on my di- on my dining room table. Now, I just keep staring at it every day thinking, my God, now someone has to go through right. and take it and type in all of those things. The someone obviously being me, uh, and I just haven't quite gotten up the, um, the head of steam to do that yet, but it's loaded with potential. That fishbowl is our future. I've always liked in the past when we've asked people to do raffle things with their name and email address, and people are skeptical, like, I don't want to give you my email. I'm like, believe me, we're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> really is safe with us. We, we won't be bombarding you with emails. Chances are we're never even going to get that email in a database. So
1: and here you oh, go once yeah. again.
0: Our database is currently a fishbowl. So <laughs> you be the judge. Uh, but we had a fantastic time at the Santa Monica event. And so you'll hear in the beginning, Corny Cole is introducing us. Corny was our original Uh, executive producer when we moved to ABC. And we spent five great years with Corny. And then she moved on. I don't know. She went to work for somebody. I can't recall who. Oh, Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. She went to work. (laughs) Some fly by night operation called Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. but, uh, But she stuck by us through thick and thin. And she is a true satellite sister. We've often called her the sixth sister. And it's very true. She was lovely to just sort of Produced that event in Santa Monica and then to give us an introduction an introduction, and we were sort of tucked off stage in an ante room. It was not a green room. It was just behind closed doors and uh, in the dark so that when we opened the door, we didn't have to, you know, it was still going to be magical when we came on stage. So I, I didn't really hear what Courtney said during – you know, at the actual event. So when I went back and I watched the videotape, I was very struck by what what Corny said because she sort of summed up what we've always intended for Satellite Sisters in a perfect way. So uh, we want to thank Corny for also being a big part of that day. And she is the first voice you're going to hear when you hear our live broadcast. But first, Liz, we have a word from our sponsor, StoryWorth. Hi, it's Liz and Leanne of the Satellite Sisters here. And thanks, Satellite Sisters, for supporting the people who support us.
2: Yes. So, as I mentioned, I started producing for the Satellite Sisters in 2000, uh, or actually in 2002, so 15 years ago. And then in 2006, I reluctantly ended up leaving the show and moving to Chicago. And Woo! I was... Uh, Woo! Chicago! Cookies!
1: <laughs> and, um
2: And I moved 2,000 miles away from my family and from my friends, and I was, didn't know anybody in the city. It was a very difficult time for me. And the Satellite Sisters were my lifeline. Uh, you know, I would, I would tune into them whenever I possibly could. I was walking on Lakeshore Drive with my yellow lab, and I'd listen on the old-fashioned uh, portable radios. <laughs> and I heard friendship. You know, I was transferred home. I was all, I went from being totally alone to being with Julie and Liz and Monica and Sheila and Leon, And they were my friends. And they made me laugh and they challenged me to think. And that is the magic of the show. And I know that you all know that in a visceral way. You know, the Satellite Sisters are our friends and the best podcast on the internet. <laughs> so, Randy, I you to put your hands together
1: for your favorite podcast hosts, Saturday Night Sisters!
0: but out of the eight of us, I'm number four, and she was number five. That's why we always fight about who's actually the middle sister. I live right here in Santa Monica, California, so my tax dollars at work, (laughs) people. Actually, I'm the oldest sister, and ever since we started doing the satellite sister thing, I am always tagged as the youngest I don't care, 17 years later, still don't care. So happy to be with you. And I live in Dallas, Texas. So I'm Monica, uh, the second youngest sister. I live in Portland, Oregon. Anyone from Portland here? No, that is all right. Uh, so happy to be here uh, in sunny Southern California and just so happy to meet you all and see you all. Thank you for coming. Hi everyone, I'm Sheila. Uh, okay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I embody the
1: middle sister
0: personality. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: I live in South Pass. I use most of my most embarrassing and harrowing moments on the radio, happened within a few blocks
1: from here. So um, I'm sure we'll be
0: hearing about that later. So we wanted to just start with a brief history of Satellite Sisters. um, For people who don't know the whole 17 year uh, history, and it will be brief, but I, I am home to the Satellite Sisters archives in my closet, in my bedroom, upstairs, and my husband, like, literally dug these up the other day, so it just made me laugh. So we, it was Liz's idea to start Satellite Sisters, it was, uh, I, it was in, like, 19... 19- was it, 1998, 97, yeah. 97, 98, when we all met at a mud bath in Calistoga, California, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Liz sprung this idea on us. It was just What so, do you think, good idea? Yeah. Yeah. It, it
1: was
0: just so ridiculous that we said yes. <laughs> People, one person we knew in radio who was a woman that worked at WNYC in New York, the largest public radio station in the country, and shockingly, the three of us sold it. <laughs> we were shocked. And, uh, and then, uh, then you know, public radio, if you're familiar, they have no money. So then you all have the tote bags to prove it, I'm sure. So uh, we had to form our own company and raise the money for our first season, which took a couple of years and we went on the air uh, April 1st, 2000, and our, this was our huge promo idea, okay? <laughs> what else you Have for the I'm a Satellite Sister button.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a big idea. Oh wait, and
0: this was gonna be a real conversation starter at our first public radio conference where we were like freaks. They said, Satellite Sisters, your choice, Nobel Prize or Oscar. <laughs> And everyone in public radio was like, what is that
1: question? We don't understand.
0: But we also had some great giveaways and some great ears on WNYC and about 50 public radio stations. This one goes out to Monica Dolan. One of our giveaways, because Monica's highly allergic, so we wanted to do ear fresheners. But she was like, they have to be unscented. <laughs> Non freshening car air (laughs) freshener brought to you by the freshest women on radio. (laughs) We moved to ABC in 2004. We were live on the weekends for a year and then we moved to six days a week. Uh, And that's when we also moved to satellite and stations in Minnesota and South Carolina, and that's where we in Portland, and a lot of you heard us on our six-day-a-week show, and that's when the budgets really <laughs> increase. <laughs> so this is a vintage set of Satellite Sisters Coaster. <laughs> it's the only four-pack I have, so I'm keeping it, but again, this is some great copywriting, and uh, I think I did it. Um, <laughs> recipe for a great Satellite Sisters night out, three parts friends, Two-part spirits, one cute way <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Shake
0: vigorously. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to say about this.
1: This is pretty much downhill after those youngsters. 100% cardboard. Like yeah, I think they're
0: Assembled in Mexico. (laughs) Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, and now we're uh, podcast only. Thank you so much to everybody who found us, who, you know, asked their millennial how to download podcasts, (laughs) 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 who taught your neighbor how to listen to a podcast, and we're just Super happy and thrilled
2: to be here today. So I know Courtney has some questions. It's an Ask Us Anything. Yes, I, I, I will start out oh, uh, with a question on Facebook that has co- most commonly popped. And Mom, if you can walk around, raise your hand if uh, if you have a question for the sisters in the meantime, and my mom will we'll find you. Go ahead and you go. So, <laughs> right. so this is this this question keeps popping. For all of you sisters, what is your favorite moment over the past 17 years? So let's start with <laughs> Sheila uh, in satellite <laughs> sister specifically.
0: I'm actually going to start with Monica, is that all right? That's fine. (laughs) Is that not gone? Yes, can you hear me? (laughs) Um, Well, I was trying to think of a funny behind-the-scenes moment. So people know who listen to the radio show, and we did it at ABC. We had a studio in Los Angeles, and it was in the Disney building. And frequently on Fridays, we
2: would have what was called the JVT.
0: So it would be Lian, Sheila, and I doing the show. But Lian ran the whole (laughs) program. I mean, (laughs) she just knew what was going on in three hours. She had a schedule and we had a very specific show clock. So at the top of the hour, there there was news and weather and traffic. And so that was sort of behind the scenes when we would get ready for the next segment. Leanne brought in every segment. Like, hello, we're back with satellite sisters, and she would do something called forward promoting. So what you have to know about (laughs) (laughs) this, forward promoting, promoting. (laughs) and Sheila and I didn't know anything about that. And she didn't know anything about how the show clock worked. So what you need to know about the studio uh, is that it was on one floor, but the ladies' room, there was no ladies' room on the first floor where the where the studio was. So, you had to, in the six minute break, run outside, take the elevator down two floors, run down this long hallway (laughs) to the ladies' room. And so one day, Liam had to do that, and she left Sheila and I there. (laughs) (laughs) And she was gone such a long (laughs) time. And the conversation between Sheila and I, we kept saying, oh, I hope Liam. do it you're gonna have to go on air she's like where (laughs) is many of you remember our engineer John Ramos talked about very affectionately so John is in the booth and when it's time for us to go live he does this (laughs) kind of thing and so Sheila John
2: pranked Sheila this is what happened
1: so he went like
0: this and Sheila was like oh
1: I was like go ahead say something
0: Sheila this was Sheila uh we're back. <laughs> uh we have a really big segment.
1: Coming. <laughs> <laughs> don't be Monica. back in the
0: bathroom, and then when Leah Walsh did, John told us that we're not
1: really lying. Because, of course, we
0: didn't know anything about the show so I will say, in Sheila's defense, you learned how to open the show. Exactly. You, you, you begged the producer to be the one to open the show after that, but it was just a funny, sort of, behind-the-scenes moment Yeah, um, Monica, well, one of my favorite... Moments. Uh, Monica and I often got in trouble together. As you know, <laughs> um, we Just had like their children. <laughs> well, women getting in trouble together. and Okay. Uh, so we
1: created a segment called the Lab Rats,
0: where uh, we wrote tested consumer products. Um, but one of my roles on the show was entertainment reporter, which I loved because oh, yeah. Yeah, I could yes. go to the movies. Do you remember entertainment? <laughs> sure. uh, so, uh, as part of my initiation into the real world of entertainment reporting, I got to cover a couple of big, big film festivals. One was the SAG Awards, which we won't talk about right now, but I
1: wanted to talk about the Independent Spirit
0: Awards that I went to with Monica
2: yeah. as my tech
1: yeah, the budgets were that big.
0: so it was a blue carpet, very hip, very you know, it was it was it was the Michael Clayton years, you know, it was really we were really excited. But um what I wanna clarify is that we had credentials, but we didn't have any access really to anything. I mean um, and what we learned very quickly was, on the blue carpet, because I had the questions prepared. Um, we had a clipboard? We <laughs> a clipboard with us, and we are trying to attract celebrities to <laughs> <and laughs> talk to us. Uh, and the, the reporter one down from us was basically a Venezuelan bikini model, <laughs> uh, turned reporter who just stopped, every star stopped dead in their tracks when they saw her. We were right before her. <laughs> so, uh, the big thing I used to do
2: on uh, the red carpet was just yell at stars, uh, like, you know, George Clooney!
1: <laughs> and, uh,
2: How's it looking for Michael Clayton?
0: And, um, snacks. We, uh, we
2: didn't have snacks at the Independence Bureau Awards, but uh,
0: we were... We could not get anyone to come over to us at all. And seemed like we would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and we felt we pressure. Had pressure to bring back the tape, right? The tape, it was going to be like we were going to play it on the
1: show. no one would talk to us. Okay, so
0: I got desperate at the end. And again, I was living in Santa Monica, um, Dressing quite differently back in those days. I wore a lot of pink. um, I had some disposable income, which I disposed of. (laughs) And at that time, I had these, these mock... Cowboy boots. They were sort of suede. They were pretty, but they were a half boot. And I don't know why I was wearing them.
1: And um,
0: I was wearing my boots and we saw Dwight Yoko. And who I love. And he was flanked by two supermodels. But we, didn't we we said, okay, we gotta get him over here. So I was literally leaning over a fence, and I yelled out. Dwight! Do you like my boots? No, I said, do I have any students here? I don't know. I said, 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 Dwight, do you want to kiss my
1: boots? (laughs)
0: Because it's not going to be believable that these two were on the show with the same moment. That For me, one of my most memorable moments was when we interviewed President Bill Clinton uh, and oh, no. about his biography. So, so this crew plus this crew. And uh, this is when uh, the four sisters were here in the United States and I was in Moscow, Russia. And we were very excited. He was out on book tour. This was his biography. Uh, we just couldn't believe that he was coming on our show. You know. That any president. Anything <laughs> of anything. <laughs> of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Liz had read the book like a forwards and backwards like five times. Mm-hmm. Lena as well, I had with... We had, like, prepared all these questions, we were ready to go, we were, you know, Corny was working the board, John Ramos, we, we were on, you know, high alert, DEFCON 5, and, because we were going to be talking to the President of the United States. And, of course, because of the way his office works and everything, you know, they have he has people, he has people that come on, like, the President will be
1: with you in five minutes, Then you, know, you have 30
0: seconds, you know, and you get this countdown, and we were so ready to go. And then, he was four hours late. Uh,
1: four hours,
0: because he's Bill Clinton,
1: and he was always late, so,
0: so we were thrilled with that, okay? and uh, But for me, uh, I was in Moscow, Russia, so normally I would do the show 12 hours difference between Los Angeles and Moscow. So usually the show, if it was 8 o'clock in Los Angeles, it would be 8 p.m. in Moscow. So now we have like four hours to burn. So we finally, we get Bill, you know, we get President Clinton, you know, we get the, you know, the Secret Service has come on. And in the meantime, I, you know, I am living in Moscow, Russia. And I lived there for five years with my husband. Our apartment was bumped. I mean, I had, I had lights in my apartment. That we all know that now. We didn't believe you then. No. History has shown us. I think we're clear about that. i lived in the land of spies. I mean, we had light bulbs in our apartment. That never went out in five years. <laughs> 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 in five years. I mean, uh, we did have we did have our apartment swept for bugs, they found bugs in it. So it just I just felt like every conversation I ever had on the radio, I knew I knew people were listening. From time to time our line would get dropped. I assumed it was by the Russians dropping, you know, just you know, maybe it was a change of shift or something like that. Oh, there I'm gone. Um, But, so it just, I was just chuckling to myself, thinking, like, I wonder if Igor and and his friend Google are going to enjoy listening to President, will they recognize that very famous voice of President Bill Clinton when he came on the air? Uh, But I have to say, you know, he is... And one of the first things when he came on, uh, Liz introduced, you know, all, that all the sisters. He said, "Well, you know, Liz is here at Los Angeles with Lynn and Monica and Sheila. Were you? Did we even let you be on that?" Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he said, and, and Liz said, "And this is my sister Julie. Um, she's in uh, Moscow." And the first thing President Clinton said, he's like, "Ooh, it's late in Moscow." <laughs> was for Julie <laughs> <laughs> it's named yes. okay. So that's memorable memorable moment for you and for the KGB. <laughs> uh, when I, I mean we just had a lot of great moments together behind the scenes but also when we would go out and do things as a group, particularly on book tours in fact a lot of you that we've met before it's been when we've come to your cities uh, promoting a book. So, when our first book came out, Satellite Sisters on Common Senses, we kind of split up into various squads, and we went to 20 different cities. So, it would be like, Monica and I went to Philadelphia, Baltimore, and some other place, Sheila and Julie were going somewhere else, and Liam. And then halfway through, we switched so that we didn't kill each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Julie and I. will we always say to each other when we're feeling low, we'll always have Sacramento. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <would> get lower. <laughs> <laughs> than the trip of Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> something we always share. But well, we never let Sheila and Monica go together. <laughs>
0: The third escort at all. <laughs> anyway, so, but that whole time we were on a book tour, of course, we're really only waiting for one call. Uh, you're doing all, you know, like, Good Morning Tidewater and all these TV appearances, but we only ever wanted to be on Oprah, of course. And our publicists in New York are working on that, of course, but they would get these other offers to be on Let's just say, lower level Fopras. folkras. We were like, no, we're not going on Montel. No, we're not going on, because we knew we had to decline all these other things, That if we said yes to any of these fulpras, that then we would be off the list at Oprah. And so as the, as the book tour ticked by, and we're like, not getting the call, and not getting the call, we're like, is it really possible that she's never gonna call? That just doesn't seem possible. So Julie, at that point, was living in Bangkok. It was before Julie moved to Moscow. So we finished the book tour. We thought it was done. Julie flew home to Bangkok. And like, literally the moment she landed in Thailand, we got the call to go to Chicago!
1: <laughs>
0: so, okay, everyone like, regrouped. We, you know, redid color, time, everything we <laughs> We went to Chicago. And that was really a lot of fun, because they shoot a lot of b-roll with you kind of behind the scenes where we had to pretend we were shopping together on Michigan Avenue, which is something that I've never <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> But if that's what they want us to do, yeah, sure. Europe
0: yeah. or we We're going to do that.
1: So, uh, but then
0: the morning of, you know, they have all these green rooms uh, backstage, and they put the guests in different rooms, and we're there, and they're touching up our makeup, and we're kind of getting ready, and but they say... I mean, the producers are very tough with you. Like Oprah is not going to say hello to you before the show. She's not going to say hi. Uh, don't promote your book. Whatever you do, let her mention it. It's not your job to mention it. And, well, okay, okay, okay. was <laughs> <laughs> also saying. Julie, whatever you do, do not stare at Oprah's diamond earrings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are so
0: large, they are going to pierce your eyes. <laughs> so we are getting a lot of good advice like <laughs> that. So, at the very last minute, when I thought, okay, we're you now counting down to 10 minutes, I decided to take one last a uh, visit to the ladies' room, which is right there in our green room. So I'm in the bathroom. You have on, like, the three layers of Spanx. And <laughs> that takes a while. You're rolling everything <laughs> I'm in there, and then I hear this voice. Aww. I hear this voice in our green room that is like, you know, maybe other than Bill one of the most famous voices you're ever going to hear in your life. And uh, at first, I believe, I who screamed? I think so. it, was, uh, yeah. it was Liam. <laughs> oh my God, it's Oprah. Oh my God, it's Oprah.
1: <laughs> so no matter how
0: much they told us, be cool, yeah. Oprah's not coming yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> not cool. not cool. not cool. We were so not cool. The yeah. oh, <laughs> moment Liam saw Oprah go by in the hall, she started screaming. So Oprah, look she's a very nice person. But she can't ignore that. So then she turns around and she comes in and I heard this voice saying, Oh my god, it's the sisters! Oh
1: my god! It's
0: the <laughs> so, how nice is that? But I'm in the bathroom, the three pairs of spam So, literally, I end up busting out I look <laughs> 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 fun. That whole sort of experience of being together in that moment. You know, a book that we had worked hard on and loved to be able to talk about it on that show. And to have our own little completely out of control, uncool moment moment with Oprah, that was pretty funny at total. Alright, so... It's so hard so to top that, so I'm just going to do something very personal. I think, um... why well, I was surprised? So. <laughs>
1: um,
0: thinking about my mom who used to... Listen to the show. We listen to Portland every day, and then I call her and she'd be like, Hey, you know what I heard today? And then she'd be like, the <laughs> You know,
1: your sister Monica is going to Florida. I was like, Yeah, I'm on the show. <laughs>
0: so that's why just thinking about that when we talk about all these stories, they just took a tremendous amount of pleasure, our parents, from they knew themselves for. Kind of <laughs> <day>. <laughs> and she tell everyone in her aerobic spots what happened on the show. <laughs> I can remember calling
1: from Thailand
0: and you know her weekly call, very expensive, like hi mom, and she'd be like, Oh, I can't talk to you. The sisters are <laughs>
2: I
1: think we're breaking the internet in (laughs) Minnesota.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. No. Uh, so, sorry. What was the <laughs> 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 just what you is your favorite job outside of satellite systems?
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's just be one hundred percent clear that my favorite job ever was satellite systems. Yeah. Yeah. And still so is. Yeah. What could be more fun than <laughs> really? This is still the best. Um. Let me think. I think my my most recent job. Working for National Geographic was hugely satisfying and a lot of fun. It's just a, you know, a, a brand that I really believe in. The work that National Geographic does all over the world is interesting and important. I got um, introduced to a lot of the scientists on the cutting edge of saving the planet or figuring out how did the planet start and everything in between. I, you know, took. Neil deGrasse Tyson around the world. Woo-hoo! I know. Yes. <laughs> Talking about your cute waiter thing. Yeah. Touring <laughs> <laughs> the world with Neil deGrasse Tyson is really nice. He's just, you know. So that was that was a job that introduced me to a lot of big thinkers doing like super meaningful things in the world. But and it was our job at on both the channel and the marketing to make sure we brought those messages to a lot of people around the world. So hugely satisfying. As a matter of fact, Monday is coming Monday night.
1: <laughs> 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 no, I'm
0: just going to say, no, my God. they invited me. It's the premiere of the new show, Jesus, Genius, Genius. Yeah, that is about know. Einstein. Uh, so they invited me to the premiere Monday night. So I feel like I'm still connected to those people and, and what they do there. So I'm very excited about that. So I love working for National Geographic.
2: Okay, Susan, we have another question in the audience.
0: Uh, Dr. Chair. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've personally corresponded with everyone. Yeah. Uh, my question is for Leanne, though. Oh. Um, uh-huh. Two bits of information you can give us about your third book. Sure. Yeah, uh, my yes. third book. I thought it was done, uh, yeah. and then I had some uh, notes to to consider. So I'm taking one more pass. Uh, at it. And um, so I can tell you that. It hasn't been sold yet, but it's, new. it's, it's all written. I just need one more pass, a couple of tweaks. Uh, my third book is about a woman who's a curator at an art museum, and she's the daughter of very famous people. But they're, they're fictional, but you may recognize them. And then, um, they're
1: fictional. Yeah.
0: And uh, she goes to Paris for work, and um, uh, a small mystery unfolds. Oh, yeah, and uh, so that's, so it set, starts in Pasadena, but it, most of the book takes place in Paris. Oh, nice. So that's what I can tell you. The title is a work in progress. Did you go to Paris for research? No, you know, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Again, um, look up how much do novelists make. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Prose for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Or, unfortunately, every American who's ever moved there has a blog or a newsletter or so stuff. You yeah. can, the internet has a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so, but I'm, I'm hoping when it sells, maybe I can go and, and do it before I have to t- turn in a final draft. But that's kind of, my husband said, so can we try to work on not losing
2: money on your writing? <laughs> <laughs> that's my new professional goal. You know? I actually lose money on my
0: writing. I'm pretty
2: Okay, we have another question from Facebook. This is from Debbie Alley. Julie, when did you get interested in the First Lady's Desk in royalty?
1: Okay,
0: well, uh, let's uh, do First Lady's Desk. It was very a very specific moment. It was when, uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger decided to run for governor of California, and Maria Shriver, his wife, was at the time, was working for NBC News. Mm-hmm. And NBC News decided that Maria Shriver could no longer be a credible... A reporter, even though she had a long history, uh, she was an Emmy award-winning reporter at that point, but they said that she could no longer be a reporter because she was married to someone. So I got up quite ahead of steam, if you remember correctly, and I just, it was, as a spouse, uh, you know, I have always said, you know, let the spouses do whatever they want. I mean, I have been Bipartisan in my support of first ladies, of first husbands, first spouses, first partners, whatever. But I I think that those are very old-fashioned ideas that we just needed to speak up about. And we always, I think on Satellite Sisters, one of the things I'm most proud of is for the last 17 years, we've really worked hard to always promote women's roles in the world, all kinds of roles. And just being, uh, you know, giving our unconditional support to women, and that we will—I will never stop doing. So that's one of things. <laughs> uh, Princess Diana. Uh, I mean, it was one of our first moments when we talk about, like, when we were trying to really define what satellite sisters, you know, what it meant to be a satellite sister. One of the things we used as an early descriptor was, you know, where were you when you heard the terrible news about Princess Diana's death, and who did you call? Because that is a satellite sister The people that, make, you know, that, right? Oscar or no? It's <laughs> <laughs> i was really making a point <laughs> Maybe why they didn't keep us on public radio. <laughs> of course, I do believe royalty is ridiculous. Yeah. Right? And that's the other part of it. Uh, but I do, you know, uh, enjoy all royalty with the
1: exception of, you Prince know, do <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: have another question from the audience? Um, my name's Patty.
2: Yay!
0: Yeah, I, tell you, uh, I can't tell you the sense of the connection that I've gotten from all five of you over the last 17 years. Um, And I was going to ask some crazy question. And the only thing I can think of is, thank you so much for sharing the story. Are you still to those
1: podcasts this past year? And that was so wonderful knowing that I was not the first. There's a lot of information that I
0: mean from that. If any or all of you ever wanted to write about that, I think there'd be a big audience out there. Mm-hmm. And um, other than listening to you, that's kind of been my. That direction ruined. Thank you, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys listen to. Yeah. You and know, I can I just I say
0: was... one more thing about that? Like Leah mentioned being a novelist, you know, which is sitting alone and making things up in your head. Yeah. Even <laughs> doing, doing the podcast, you know, we're often alone in a bedroom closet, in a, even in radio days, Monica was just in her second bedroom. And so we're, you know, the fact that we're so connected to all of you that we can feel that connection and when we're together, see that connection that is what keeps us going all these years. Because other than that, you're kind of alone, just trying to make yourself laugh, and then trying to make <laughs> your sister laugh, and hoping that if you can make your sister laugh, then you're out okay there laughing too. We never really know for sure.
1: <laughs> but then
0: when we when we do share the more serious things, what always impresses me is not only the support that you give us when we do that, but like you, Patty, you shared your own story with us over the last year and many of you have posted on Facebook like what's going on in your family with your elderly parents or a sick partner or a child that is having an issue. So the fact that you share so much back to us also um, is a big part of why we keep doing this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I oh, got one more. in the mic. Hi I'm Pat. Uh, What, a pod, what it takes to produce a segment from start to finish? What do you do? Liz, How could long you, does it take? The could
1: whole... you repeat? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sure. but they oh, can't so can hear. Yeah. Okay, so Pat's question is,
0: what does it take to produce a podcast, particularly a podcast segment, yeah. start to finish? Well, maybe you guys. Do you want to talk about the Madam Secretary thing? Because it's kind of interesting. Are you interested? Yes, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. And then everybody, people should chime in. Yep. So, we'll talk about our segment. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy I actually have a phone call we
1: do every week. Okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you to podcast? Yes. No.
0: <laughs> we
1: talked about money. Yeah, we talk
0: about money and and mortality. <laughs>
1: So, in general,
0: uh, the, the many years on the radio, you know, when you're doing three hours of radio six days a week, that is a tremendous amount of material you're yeah. going through. And, uh, you know, we all came to the table every morning at 7 a.m. with a list of stories that we were pitching for that day. And then we would have a production meeting weekly. That, like, here are the books we'd be interested in talking to this, and yes. this, and this. With Corny Cole. <laughs> and and yes. No, I know. And the producers right. would come to us with their ideas, and we'd say yes, yes, yes to that. So you know, that was like the six-day-a-week radio production. But that pretty much stays with you when you move to podcasting. I think that's—I like to think it's why our podcast sounds more produced—is because it is more produced, and we're pretty honed at doing that. You know. We, we read through the paper, we clip out the stories that are interesting to us. I know Julie's probably the best preparer of the, all the sisters. She's super prepared, all her material. Liz and I were wingers, but you know, <laughs> we've thought about it. <laughs> so, and uh, Sheila and Monica, you can talk about your methods. <laughs> follow the kind of system we were used to on the radio, we come in, we pitch the stories, you know, one of us will put it in an order, it kind of falls into place, but we're working on stories all week in our head, or, you know, we're sacrificing ourselves and we're going to things, because we know it's going to be a good podcast story, <laughs> we're, <up> stuff. <laughs> we're taking lessons or we're doing classes, so it's something we're thinking about seven days a week, and, you know, when we pull it together now, it's, it's pretty easy for us to pull it together. So, that's, that's how it comes together. So, does it record in the time? Yeah, we go live to take because we're super lazy. So, <laughs> other people, like, care
1: what the thing's
0: outside. I see podcasters, like, they take out all the ums, and we're so over that. Like, unless it's really a big thing or we get something, like, factually wrong, we'll go back and go, that's just 100% wrong. And that but, yeah, so that's it. So, the editing, we record essentially like to take.
1: So that's
0: how we do it. Sheila Monica, did you want to talk about your preparation? <laughs> well, no, we do check in at the end of the week um, with each other. You mean now or then? I, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. So when we had the show, Monica and I, well, Lab Rats, okay, Lab Rats was our segment. Um, and Monica did me did me a solid by typing up the rundown. Template. Yes. We have a template. We had a template, and
1: um, by the end of the week, we, you know, it
0: was our responsibility to test whatever, the bra or Swiss cheese, or, um, I don't know, whatever we were testing, face cream. And um, I would, I I, I have something to say. I, I would add it to Monica's template right before the show, and, but Monica... Was really good. Monica's really good about having an order to plan. Yeah. Right? It's called preparation. One of us had to be prepared because <laughs> winging it wasn't going to work. But you know, we would have a little call about our product that week, and <laughs> do you have any ideas and thoughts? And we put some effort into it. No, no, yeah, it. everybody. We, we did, did our job very seriously. Effort into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the template. That was it.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, Susie, you have another question, real quick? Right in the middle. Pass it down. In the meanwhile, I will ask a question from Facebook. What is the best and worst thing about working in a family business? This is from Jane Jenner.
1: I'm going to go live. I wasn't well. expecting this. One. <laughs>
0: Did you ask me? Okay. The best thing, and we've said this before, is that lots of times in a family, even when you're adults, you're frozen into the roles that you played when you were 11, and you're still that person in your siblings' eyes. And so you still treat each other however you treated each other when you were 11. Now you're 51, and you're still doing the same thing. Because you have basically no respect for their skills
1: <laughs> or intelligence or
0: experience or any of that. There are eleven in your mind. And so one of the things when you work together the way we did, as closely as we did, and so much of what we did was by us and about us, and that you learn to really respect each other's skills, but also experience. And when people start to tell you tell stories on the radio that they might never even have told you in real life. You learn a lot about each other, but you kind of grow up in each other's eyes, and uh, and you really learn who's good at what. And everybody's good at something. That's really true, you know. We I think the reason the show had the kind of flow and the mix that it did is because we have different strengths and weaknesses, and we figured out a way to make that work together. Learning to respect each other as adults and get out of whatever rut you might have been. When you were kids, that's definitely the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the worst thing <laughs> about whether it's a family, I'm just going to be, no, be truthful, is you know exactly how to push the buttons. <laughs> the buttons uh, you know exactly what's going to set them off if you want to set them off. <laughs> 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 how they're going to react to something. So that's just being honest. Yeah, but now, I would say that. You know, people ask that we are real sisters. We do have disagreements. We have we have periods where you know maybe we're not on speaking terms. You know, you know, cool cool off periods and all of that. But one thing that we uh, amazingly never have disagreed about is what the show, the concept of the show. I mean, I don't think you know I don't think we've ever had a mo- you know creative differences where we you know we were at. We were disagreeing about what Satellite Sisters, the show, the radio show, the podcast was about. I mean, that is amazing to me that we've always been very clear about what it what it entailed, what should be in that world, and really what wasn't a, a, in the Satellite Sisters world. Okay.
2: And we have audience question. Is it on? Is it yeah. On? Okay. <laughs> I'm Mary.
0: Um, I'm the oldest of five sisters. All right, Hi, Mary. <laughs> um, and. We're, here with, I'm here with my mom, and uh-huh, my sister is here nice. in my second. Okay, uh, we love that. Yeah, so the two others couldn't make it. But, um, Where do you live? Where did you come I'm from? I'm in the Bay Area, Northern California, yeah. as are my sisters and my mom. Okay. Yeah, Thank and um, I started listening to the podcast years ago, and when Liam did the story about the root canals
1: and the jungle, oh. and <laughs> 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 and I have so much, I just, oh my God, I have to share it with my sister. That's how I got. That. Oh, I'm out here! here. <laughs> I'm glad I <I'm> came. <laughs> but I just want to say I Miss Monica, and she was so much. Yeah. 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 Beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful. Well, so, well ma- on occasionally. Well, Monica and I have talked about this, and um, we we thought that uh, yeah, we're true. very curious. <laughs>
1: Cardiac care researcher. No, <laughs> How do you do she I, I'm a nurse research coordinator in neurology. <laughs>
0: Because I remember one time a few years ago, Liz was talking to me about retirement, and she said something, you know, "Well, you're going to need that for retirement," and I didn't want to tell her. A really nice bed. Big <laughs> 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 that retirement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, it's not so. I'm going to retire to skinny like Diane Lane, or, but um, Monica and I, maybe in our senior glow could have a show that where we road test senior product. <laughs> 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 senior, <laughs>
1: senior, senior, product <laughs> senior product. Well, no,
0: we're just interested in getting the handicap parking space. <laughs> <laughs> and senior discounts. Yeah. <laughs> so we're thinking possibly that could be in our future when we retire. Right. It may not be called lab rats. It might be like lab sloths
1: <laughs> from our couches for <laughs> our special chairs at <laughs>
0: home. Uh, but yeah, we we are super busy. Uh and that's yeah that it does mean? take us a long time to produce the show. I mean <laughs> that's it and, and and we did come to a point where we had been doing it on the weekends for so long we sort of had to judge like and that cuts into your life when you can't you're not around on the weekend. So that's yeah, when you have a full job, full-time job. It's and Monica's on the call. Yeah. Job. So, yeah. I yeah. know that. I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: work yeah.
0: Yeah. I work six days a week. Yeah, you know, So, so we... That's no, we don't work all the time. No, we're just saying. <laughs> that's the point. It takes work to do the show, and so...
1: It's right, not, you didn't want to do it half
0: job. faith. Right. Uh, and, and believe it <laughs> <laughs> or not, we did. <laughs>
2: So Susan, if you can find the next question, and this one is for Liam, and I don't understand this question, but maybe you can elaborate. How did Lian get out of the closet when she got locked in? it? Oh. Oh. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah, I got locked in the closet, and I uh, was screaming, and the boys were downstairs uh. watching TV, and they didn't hear. So I had to email, email Monica. Monica. And me, and, I and then see. you got an email, and I said, Could you please call the house phone and tell <laughs> my son? <laughs> I walked in the closet, and I was like bleeding. I had tried to, like, the email to me said, I think there's blood. <laughs> always great, always inspiring, yeah. really, really just the nicest, sweetest man yeah. ever. Yeah. I have to say, I was just quoting Dr. Forty last week. Don't tell me, sisters, but I'm doing another podcast. <laughs> 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 well, I off. But, So that's a workplace advice show, and we were talking about workplace behavior, and so civility, all of those Dr. Forty lessons have so stuck with me because it was... Weekly segment. And he shared a lot of good ideas with us, but I, I remembered him saying that the key to civility, the definition of civility, is being strong, calm, and kind. And at the time, I remember sort of putting that in my head. That's also a great way. To, it's a great management style uh, if you're trying to run a department, run a business, whatever. So I always had that back in in the back of my head, and so. Last week on that other podcast, I hold up Dr. Ford. Yeah. I in. We put the book on the website. So, and I was thinking, I should call him and just <laughs> let him know that we should be putting him back out in circulation. But I did go, I noticed he had another book out uh, that I just bought from Amazon last week and haven't tied yet. Great. Okay. We're going to have one more question
2: coming from the audience. And in the meantime, we're going to, this is from Sue from Facebook. Does Monica still have a cat that
0: takes
2: shelter
0: in her garage? Okay, this is it. (laughs) cat question when he
1: was coming. (laughs) I had two cats. I don't
0: have any cats anymore. So I had one stray cat who lived in my garage, and that cat ran away after about three years. Then my brother gave me a beautiful cat. They were moving, I had Cleo who was just amazing and now I understand people that love cats because none of my sisters (laughs) enjoy cats, but I loved that cat. Uh, And Cleo was not only an outdoor cat, she moved inside with me, which was really something,
2: considering my
0: allergies, (laughs) but unfortunately Cleo died this year in January. So. I buried her in the backyard because my friend said that was okay. And, uh, they, they told me that that was okay. But so I enjoyed having her back there, and now the grass
1: is just coming in. over
0: Cleo's plot. But uh, I really enjoyed having a cat. really enjoyed having a
1: cat. So when I retire,
0: a lot of things are going to happen when my When I retire, I might give him up a cat. Okay. I think we should have one more question, and that ends on a cat question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hi, my name is Peggy, and I've been listening since 2005. Wow. And some of the most hysterical moments were revolving around Sheila's dating life. So, oh, how's that going? This isn't a plot in the backyard. <laughs> I I might need an emotional support dog (laughs) at this point. No, I, I have not. Oh, I have not been on a date in three years. Um, I'll just. uh, But I've been busy, which is good. Um, And uh, so the last date I went, um, uh, I'll
1: just give you the highlights.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, was during. which sounds great, uh, and the thing is that the movie that my date wanted to go on was
1: a movie he had seen six times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it
0: was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. The Bear? The, the Bear? bear? Yeah, right. he hadn't seen person six times. <laughs> um, and then we went for sushi. Um, okay. And then after dinner, uh, are some of my students here? <laughs> no, it's just Facebook Live. <laughs> I wondered if I had a toothpick in my purse. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't. I said, oh, no worries. And he pulled a device out of his back pocket, which I, I would say only, it, it looked like a pickaxe. It
1: like a, a
2: pickaxe and he just started in. <laughs> I know, well, that's why it's been three years. <laughs>